You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Thunder Quack Podcast. Enough said for our Hawkeye season one question mark review. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, alongside the astonishing Amanda Conkin and spectacular Curtis Finley. Uh, yeah, I was really expecting a season two, like like Hawkeye will return or like Kate Bishop will return in Hawkeye season two uh, at the end of this series. We didn't get that. Uh, no, uh, it was, it's kind of weird, but like obviously these characters are coming back, but, but, uh, or at least one of them will, will be featured prominently in the future. Very, very, I uh, just kind of like, I don't, I don't know about you guys, not to jump the gun too much, but it was a bit of like an anticlimactic ending to the, to the season where you're just like, Oh, Oh, okay. It's done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Except for that, the, the awesome fight at the very end. Like, I thought no, like was... it's it's a great fight and stuff, but then it was just kind of like, uh, you know what it is? It's the post credit scene. It's like there's no like punch at the oh, end, yeah. and then the post credit scene is just like, hey, you remember how awful it was to sit through that part in the first episode? Like so much so <laughs> that the characters literally got up and left, <laughs> sit through all of it, and it's like I guess we're supposed to be in on the joke, and it's supposed to be funny. That it's yeah. Rogers the musical and like the whole thing, and 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 I've heard from a bunch of people of like, oh my god, this is it's so good. They made the whole thing, and it's like such a musical. And it's like, you know what? This is why I don't go to most musicals. Like that's why, because if that's what's considered a good musical, like no thanks, I'm not interested. I'll see like I will only see like the great ones because good musicals, not like I don't want to put myself through that sort of torture. It was that sitting up at at one o'clock in the morning, I uh, having finished the the final episode of Hawkeye and and it definitely like the highs of of of, of the end of the episode and 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 Kingpin and all that stuff and then like going into that it's like really guys like you you couldn't tease like Young Avengers or you I thought know, they'd like, at least have someone quippy like sitting in the audience and it would end with a quip of some kind. That's like I, I sat through the like, whole thing. Yeah, I exactly yeah. thought that same thing too. Yeah. yeah. I really I really yeah. wanted it to like go through the whole thing and then it either be um I I uh Sam and Bucky sitting there yeah. like yeah. like looking yeah. at each other like mm no or for it to be <laughs> Paul Rudd, for it to be Ant Man. Uh, oh, yeah, and for him himself. for him to be like like with popcorn or something and for him to be like this yeah. is great i, I don't yeah. know what those guys are talking about this is fantastic either of those would have been fantastic yeah yeah it would it would have been like uh, oh, oh okay yeah so we are in on the joke but it's like yeah. and and then i've heard other people going like oh my god they need to make this into a whole thing 
Like no, I want to see the whole musical. Don't. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Please don't. No. You get it. You. I get it. Yeah. I, they did enough of it that yeah. I understand the artistry. Like I understand the artistry of what they did because it's real good. Like it's, you could just, there's too many things that are hitting a little bit too close to reality right now. Like with don't look up being like a docu series sure. yeah. yeah. and like, but this is like exactly, it's exactly what would have happened. And I think yeah. that, and I mean, to get in, to get into talking a little bit about the Marvel universe, there's a lot of stuff that's now coming out after we have the big, what happens after half the world disappears and then comes back, everything continues on as normal and you continue to make garbage art and good yeah. art. And right. Yeah. You just keep living your life and you keep messing yeah. up and you keep doing whatever you were doing. So yeah, it's, it's exactly what would have happened. They would have been like, how oh, can we capitalize on this? A hundred percent. Cause like, cause like you said, it's, you know, like, what we are currently we are living through an unprecedented pandemic and like you know millions of people have died and yeah yeah, and 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 people are just like oh man but i really but i really want to go back to to doing the things that i like to do and it's like yeah but but that virus is still killing people guys and it's like yeah i know but i'm really tired of it and it's like okay but it's not tired uh but yeah anyways um, that's a more of a regular thunder quack podcast episode sort of thing to, to do, but it is funny. It's funny how it like very much reflects that of like, of like, yeah, like the, the world kind of ended, there was an apocalypse and then the Avengers like undid it, which is actually, I would say like the first episode of this series, that's what it's about. Right. Um, yeah. is, is kind of like everybody reacting to him. Like he's a celebrity now and stuff like that. But, uh, but uh, well, before we get into the the show itself, let's let's just run down the details. I'll, uh, I'll I'll run through this as quick as I possibly can. It's a long list. Uh, Hawkeye is a six episode miniseries on Disney Plus, which premiered on November seventeenth, twenty twenty one. I think I have that date right. Uh, it was executive produced by Victoria Alonso, uh, Louis D'Esposito, Kevin Feige, Jonathan Igla. I don't know how to pronounce that. Reese Thomas. Trin Tran and Brad Winderbaum, a lot of uh, familiar names in that the executive producers tend to all be the same people. <laughs> They're just like, there's like, <laughs> there's like 10 of them and they switch them out unless it's one of the, the Sony Spider-Man ones, in which case you have like Amy Pascal and Aviara in there for some reason, not for some reason, but just like, like, cause they're the Sony uh, producers um, directed by Reese Thomas. Uh, as well as Bert and Birdie. Uh, so three episodes by Reese Thomas and three episodes by Bert and Birdie. Bert and Birdie are a, a, a female uh, writer-director duo. Um, so because some people might be like, what? Like, because when people started talking about that, I was like, uh, okay, that's weird. Was it November 24th? Was I wrong uh, uh, on yes. the premiere date? Yeah. I Googled um, it. <laughs> Uh, it's you know why because because I think I calculated it. they did the two episodes on the premiere and I like counted yeah, backwards. Yeah. Um, I didn't count the two. But it was the, it was American Thanksgiving, so it was I gotcha. feel like it was later in the yeah. Uh, Hawkeye the character uh, was created by Don Heck uh, and Stanley, of course. I uh, you know I'm Stanley gets credit on every Marvel character from a certain point back. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then Kate Bishop was created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Uh, the head writer for the series was Jonathan Igla, executive story editors Tanner Bean and Katrina Mathewson, and uh, episodes written by Heather Quinn and Elisa Lomnitz 
Clement. Um, and the show is starring, of course, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton slash Hawkeye. Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. I, and I was really tempted to put slash Hawkeye on this, but it's like, it's not till the very end of the show. Yeah, the show. But uh, Vera Farmiga as Eleanor Bishop uh, slash the horribly, uh, uh, ridiculously telegraphed bad guy. You knew from like the second <laughs> episode that it was actually her. Uh, Tony Dalton as Jack Duquesne. Uh, Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez. Uh, Zahn McLarnan as William Lopez. Frawfree as Kazi. Now that I, 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 Amanda, we were talking about pronouncing this last name now that i have to do it it's like there's no way that i can pronounce it without messing it up uh but uh kazmierchik i think is what it is yeah i think so uh alex uh ponovic as ivan uh piotr adamsic as thomas tomas uh linda cardellini as laura barton slash we'll talk about that uh <laughs> Cade woodward as nathaniel barton ava russo as lila barton ben sakamoto as cooper barton Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Pause for thunderous applause on that one. Uh, Clayton English as Grills. Uh, th- th- this is one of the hard hard names to pronounce. <laughs> Adetinpo Thomas as Wendy Conrad. Robert Walker uh, Branchod, I don't know, as Orville. Uh, Adele Drahos as Missy. And... Again, uh, there will be a pause for for applause after this one. Vincent D'Onofrio as the yep. kingpin. Uh, so that's oh, and I missed music by because I was uh, I scrolled up. Uh, music by Christoph Beck and Michael uh, Paraskevis. Uh, I have to yeah. say, that Go ahead. doing so many of these and us constantly calling ourselves out on being terrible at pronouncing names of yeah. ethnicities that are other than ourselves. Actually, though, even though like I have the Russian heritage and I can't do it because it's yeah. not like part of what I usually and I, but it's just well, well and I've got the Chinese heritage. I know. And we just can't. So it's like, I do like that we're all encompassing. It's not just one type of like character, like one show that we have a hard time pronouncing names. It's all of them. And I will say that it's a shout out and really awesome to like, just the, the breadth of, of talent that they are bringing in for these shows and, and making us as commentators do better in understanding the like normalizing, just understanding and how to pronounce all of these names. Cause it's awesome. It's, it's such a wealth of talent. So. Cool. yeah well i mean like a, a but a really great example of how this works is that like florence Pugh. you look at that p-u-g-h if i didn't know that her name was florence Pugh, i would look at that and go um yeah, m- yeah. maybe yeah. maybe may that's Pugh. but we know because florence Pugh is a big enough star yeah, that like that we've heard her name yeah. a bunch of times if we if i had if we had heard some of these names a little bit more I, I, well, it, Duquesne it is spelled so weird. I had no idea. I didn't say that. You know how you have stuff stuff that you say in your head completely yeah. differently than you say it out loud? Yeah. Because I didn't know who that Like, I just what, looked at the written text and I was like, who's this Jack person that was in the... Jack <laughs> Duquesne. I watched, the, <laughs> I watched my shows with subtitles on. And so I... Uh, they <laughs> they have it written out there all, all the time. Nice. And Duquesne, Duquesne is a, you know, like that's a... A comic book character and one of the great things that that that's in 
comics. Uh, and they don't do this sort of thing as much anymore because I feel like maybe it breaks the fourth wall too much. But back in the day in comics, when you had a name like that, it would be like written and then there would be like an editor's note of like phonetically how to pronounce something yeah, like totally. that. So it would be like like Jack Duquesne and then a little star. And then you look for the little yellow box that would say like editor's note pronounce do like d-o-o-c-a-n-e right um so that you know how to say the character's name speaking of jack duquesne uh you you mentioned that hawkeye it was created by don heck well jack duquesne's also created by don heck because Hmm. um, swordsman and hawkeye their origin stories are very intertwined in the comics which they are not in the series at all they're very different but i just wanted to point that out yeah for sure. But it's funny. Yeah. I, the uh, longtime listeners of the Thundercrack podcast might know that I'm a big Sonic the Hedgehog fan and that that's the first comic book that I ever collected. There was a, there were two characters in that comic book. Cause I was such a young kid reading those that had names that I had no idea how to pronounce. <laughs> One was Penelope, which when, if you don't know how to pronounce Penelope and you read it as a eight or nine year old you're i was like penelope yeah right (laughs) until until i found out that it was penelope and then archimedes which like when you're a kid you look at that and it's like archimedes Uh, i guess that's (laughs) archimedes so i read it as archimedes for a long time i want to tell you a quick quick story from my childhood so i i loved tailspin as a kid okay and uh the, the main bad guy in tailspin his name is don carnage and so that's it's, so carnage. That that I that was the first time I heard the word carnage, and it just was like carnage. And so when the Spider-Man villain f- came out, carnage, I was like, oh, carnage! This is carnage. <laughs> and so I was in a comic. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so this is nineteen eighty. This is nineteen ninety one. So I'm ten years old. I'm in a comic book store, and. Um, I have the audacity to try and correct some teenagers that are there that, who are calling it nice. carnage. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nice. This character is called Carnage. And they look at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> like, uh, I was very embarrassed after that. <laughs> That's fantastic. So good. Yeah. We all, got, we all got something like that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, let, let, let's jump into our overall thoughts. Amanda, I'm very curious to know uh because because both uh curtis and i have read the comics that that very heavily inspired uh this run uh or this the 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 run of comics that inspired this this story in a general sense i guess but we we had a lot of expectation (laughs) we had a lot of expectations of the the tone and and everything like that i want to know from you like like how did you feel about uh about hawkeye I mean, it was a good fun time. I didn't have any expectations. So that always is a nice thing to go into a show with being able to experience it for whatever I get presented with. I think it's really cool when they focus on developing new female superheroes. So I think that that's exciting that this really is a Kate Bishop origin story at least I'm hoping that that's what it is because that's Mm -hmm. where it seems to go. I think they utilize Yelena really well. I don't know if she's in, I don't, I can't imagine that she's maybe in part of that um, comic. Not like she is in in the comics. No, She's there. But but I I think, yeah, but because I think that it works really well as a bridge for what Hawkeye was and what 
Kate Bishop could be. I think that she was the perfect catalyst for that in terms of being able to say goodbye to something old and say hello to something new. And I think that that for me is what the series is all about is it's a transitional, like in the universe, it's transitional in my opinion, in in terms of like what it is that I was expecting from it. I want to see what the future of that character is. And I don't think it's Clint Barton necessarily because I think he's played stuff out. And I think that they did a really good job of of showing us that he is, well, he's still awesome and he's still Hawkeye. He's, I, I think he's kind of done. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Kate can do from now on. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have a ton of expectations. I think, I think it's really cool to have another character because you, you realize that sort of halfway through, right? That we talk about superheroes, but they really are just talented humans yeah, <laughs> that have gadgets right and i and i kind of really like that that it really is you get this young girl who just decides to be extraordinary and that's just such an interesting like there's nothing really yeah, about there's no her. accident yeah there's, there's no, no accident. death she in just her family decides and is inspired to do something and she does it and for me that's that's really awesome and 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 again there was nothing really about her too that I'm like oh she's so she like is is so jaded or she's so she just kind of like deals with her family and she's sad because of her dad but it doesn't define her whole character and she well she's a she's a little jaded like well I I think the jaded part comes in where because of her family's wealth and she doesn't want that to Uh, define her right um and that's also flipping it on its head because we have characters like Batman and Tony Stark who are billionaires who use all of their money to fight crime but she wants to fight crime despite the wealth in her family yeah that's fair i guess yeah i guess i see i see that it never was it never was really a thing i do i do like that she is sort of on her own and um yeah but Mm -hmm. and also it's weird for me because i have no um uh objective truth anymore about like how old people actually are because she seems like she should be older but then there's the moments of her being like a kid and kind of so it's it's a really hard line to draw because the times where she's just like calling clint on his cell phone and it's just you're like oh my gosh this is just like a young child but also she's she held her she holds her own and uh and all of that which is which is really great um so yeah i don't know i really liked uh, all of the stuff with Echo. Oh, do we wait? Can we call her that? Is she is 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 it or does she just stay as Maya Lopez in this? Or can we call she her? she is doesn't she have that? the 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 moniker Echo the yet, moniker? but we know okay, that she's okay. going to because the series be has already that. been announced. So, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but um, that stuff was pretty cool, uh, as well. And I don't know if that's part of the Kate Bishop. Like, I have no idea if that's its own separate thing that they pulled into this for the purposes of setting up another television series. Cause that's now what Marvel is doing is just turn them out. Um, but, uh, uh, but I, I think it worked well. Um, one of the things for me too, is that like, I know that it's kind of, uh, I've talked about this so many times and I, I know that it probably gets repetitive, but I do think that it's important that when you're telling the origin stories of female superheroes that you don't sort of just box them off. But I think it's great that there is this sort of two women, whose stories get to sort of revolve around this, this established male character, but then build and become their completely their own. And the fact that the fights in the end are between like Hawkeye and, and Yelena a little bit. And then, um, and then Kate Bishop and uh, Kingpin, I think that's really cool. Like to be able to have this awesome male villain get to fight the little girl 
they don't you don't see that like they don't let us see that very often and i mean it's changing right. obviously because curtis i know that you've called me out a couple times on that when i keep bringing it up but i think it's important <laughs> right it's great that they're oh, yeah. allowing us to be like these are just they're just bad guys and good guys and they're just fighting for what doesn't matter who and kingpin has no problem blowing up a little girl because she's in his way so i think that that's important so i liked it it was yeah I don't, I don't know if that helps, but the overall thoughts, it's, it was, I will say I did stop watching it a little bit. Some like while we were watching it, it wasn't one of the ones, it's not a show that I completely binged. Um, but it was something that I really enjoyed. I just had to be in the right mood and sort of be like, you know what? I'm ready to just be entertained by some cool action. Um, so it didn't like super hook me or anything because again, I, I'm not connected to these characters. I enjoyed it because Marvel said, here's another thing that we think you would like. And I went, cool i do but it wasn't like i didn't have any history with the characters or like i wasn't really invested in it it was kind of cool to see elena i knew she was coming and then when she showed up i was like cool elena's gonna be there and then i didn't actually like immediately watch her episode when it was available because i just i sort of i let myself experience it when i wanted to so i don't know for what for whatever that's worth i think there's something to be said there about an audience member that's maybe not fully immersed in all of the Marvel stuff. I don't know if they would have experienced it differently, but that just for me was, um, was maybe just something in being a little bit removed from the characters uh, and the lore of Hawkeye uh, in a way that just allowed me to enjoy it as a TV show, as opposed to all the superhero stuff that I, mm. you know. That's, and that's probably the case with most Marvel things with you. I'd imagine like guardians of the galaxy. You don't, when that movie came oh, out, you didn't yeah. have any that's connection fair with anything as well but uh that is, I think yeah that, that's true that's true. marvel has created a good rapport with its audience base now that they can just crank out whatever they want and everyone's willing to give it a chance yeah 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 for sure i think that i, that I agree that's what this was yeah for me for sure cool uh C curtis how, how do you feel about it um i i really enjoyed this i liked the after after getting you know, crazy sci-fi with Loki and um, and and WandaVision and like the polit a more political thriller with 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 um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I actually kind of liked this scaled down, uh, you know, this scaled down story that was a little bit more comedic and it it had um, good character arcs for both of the main characters and. Uh, and, and it was just, I had a lot of fun uh, and I was watching it with my mm -hmm. kids and we all really, really enjoyed it. And I think that for myself, I'm going to place this as my second favorite Disney plus show so far, uh, right after WandaVision. Um, uh, because I just thought it was really well, well crafted and, and well done. Um, I don't need my, my superhero movies to be you know, save the entire world every single time. So I appreciate the, the smaller stakes, but still kept that, that still kept the intensity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, Amanda and I have, have a lot of history with, um, and I mean, Curtis, you, you subbed in on quite a few episodes as well, as well. We have a lot of history of television shows with guys that shoot arrows <laughs> for a living. Yeah. Um, so going into this, I was like, as long as it's better than that was <laughs> for the most part, then, then I'll, I'll be happy. Um, <clears throat> I, I kind of didn't really care that much 
except for the fact that that we knew that it was going to be pulling um, some story elements from from the Matt Fraction, uh, David Aha run, uh, which which I loved. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. I do think that there's some odd stuff that happens as a result of that. There's some odd story beats where they try and kind of force some things in. Lucky the pizza dog is in there just kind of because he has to be. And it's not really important that that, that the dog is there as opposed to in the, in the comic where like lucky is a, is a fully like, like not fleshed out character, still a dog, but, um, (laughs) but, but, but lucky is a character that like is part of the plot and has something to do with it. The first episode really seemed like lucky was going to be important. And I like, I didn't track. I thought that lucky had the watch like, yeah, from the yeah, first episode I mean, yeah. and then when they're like what about the watch i was like doesn't the dog have the watch i thought we have the watch the dog got the watch i thought like i was so confused by that um but uh and and then on top of it it's like the the david aha's uh, uh his his layouts are very um oh they're so wonderful that like he you can see the cuts in the way that 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 he draws the comic and it's very slow and then frantic like it's like he's 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 just a a real master of that sort of pacing on the page of letting you know when like stuff's going crazy right now because it's an action sequence or this is like we're a little bit more of like in a transition right now where we're kind of like just going through the city having a conversation or here's quippy dialogue going back and forth and then matched up with Matt Fraction in a way that Fraction writes um, just like like they're, they're, they're a perfect pair. They, they work so well together um, yeah. that that comic is really like one of the um, one of the high watermarks in in modern Marvel comics um when if somebody walked up to me and was like give me give me three marvel comic books that i have to read i'd be like okay well grab the avengers versus x-men full thing because it's crazy and fun stupid comic books um superior spider-man we talked about last week uh because that's that's my favorite spider-man story uh all the way i mean like and i count like you know, do all the whole dance slot thing. You can start with uh, superior and go all the way through spider verse. But uh, I like that one. And then, then the Matt fraction Hawkeye run is, is in there. And I'm like, I recommend it to people all the time, especially to people who are like, I don't really like superhero comics. I'm more like, like if somebody's like, Oh, I like more like indie comics. And that sort of thing. I'm like, well, this is like the happy medium. Um, and you could see that they tried to emulate that a little bit in the way that the show is cut, but it never really works. There's only one sequence that I think that it does work, and that's in it's the third or fourth episode. The one where they actually like where they become partners, you know, like like where uh, she she goes over with all the like Christmas videos and the ugly sweaters and stuff. And then they end the up frozen margarita things. Yeah. And the, yeah. And they yeah. And they end up bonding and and uh, and he teaches her how to how to flick the 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 little coin or whatever. Right. And it's like there's the way that that's cut is very 
much like the comic. It's 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 very much of like like back and forth between the two of them and then like we're doing one thing and then we're immediately doing another thing on the next page or like four panels later sort of thing of like like the 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 pace not really stopping to explain what's happening and you just kind of have to keep up but there are other places where you could tell that they kind of tried to do it and it didn't really come across um but all of that said like i i thought that this was really good it really really hinges on uh Haley steinfeld as kate bishop um i think without that casting I don't know. I don't know how well this works. I mean, like, granted, I'm sure that there are other actors that that could have pulled off that character, but Haley Steinfeld is perfect in this. And and I, uh, I, yeah, uh, the the pairing with with Florence Pugh as Yelena, it's like at a certain point you're like, can we can we be done with this show and move on to the Hawkeye black widow show that you guys are very clearly setting up. Like the, the, the two of them, like down to the, they have the moment when, when she's like, what's the best shot you ever took. And, and he's like the one I didn't. And then they mirror that in, in his, I don't know if it's the same episode or the next episode, but when they're on the rooftop fighting and I, I, and she's got the arrow pointed at Yelena and she doesn't fire. And then they reference it later where she's like, you know, like I had you and, and, and she's like, yeah, okay, sure. You can think that. Um, and you can say like, Oh, okay. So like we got, we get the, the Hawkeye black widow origin and then we get the new Hawkeye, new black widow origin in, in, you know, sort of in the same story, which I thought was really cool the way that they reflected all that stuff. So, um, for me, it's like this show is it was really well done and really good uh, all the way through, but it was it was more set up for future stories than it uh, th- than I cared about, like the the Ronin tracksuit mafia stuff, particularly like I like <laughs> like the 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 plot of it didn't matter to me as much as all of the character interactions and we get into the kingpin stuff and everything like that, which I mean, like that's comic books, right? Sometimes you pick up a comic book and it's, I, uh, uh, it's, it's about the plot, right? Like it's about the character development. Superior Spider-Man is really great example of that. It's like, yeah, he's going to cross paths with other characters and stuff. But what I'm really there for is the development of Otto Octavius across the, 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 the whole timeline of that story um and seeing where you know where he starts and where he finishes this one's not as much about that sort of a thing as it is about like oh where's all the places where these characters are going to come in and out and we're going to establish this world um and like i said bringing in kingpin um and and establishing uh between that and and no way home it's kind of like okay so does netflix daredevil count and D'Onofrio has said that he played the Kingpin in this as if it's the same, like, like it, like for him, it's the same character. Like that's, that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that works out, but, uh, and I think that we'll get a lot of that in echo. As a matter of fact, I think echo will also be a daredevil show. Um, well, they, it was just announced today that they've got the daredevil writers writing echo. Okay. There you go. 
awesome. yeah so that's a daredevil show then <laughs> it's yeah. a and i think that that's their way of getting around like okay we can't just straight up do daredevil because of whatever rights with netflix or uh, you know whatnot um so they've they've found a workaround um yeah. in order to do that but like i said like that's the, i know that some people would talk about this as a drawback but for me as a longtime Marvel DC superhero comic book fan, like this is, this is half of what comic books are, right? Like I, uh, uh, you get stories that are like that, that, that are just like, we're going to set up a bunch of chess pieces and it's not going to be until like two years from now that you understand why we put all these characters where we did. But this one story was literally to do that, you know? Um, and and that's what a lot of this was for me. It was like, okay, cool. We're establishing where it's an origin story for, um, for for Kate, but it's also yeah. like, it's also like you said, Amanda. Like it's removing Clint from the board, uh, which I think is important, and it's really like showing the stakes of what that means for him. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like it's like okay, no. The next time we see that character, he will be in a mentor role to Kate and it'll be like he'll he won't be as actively superheroic. He'll be like sending her equipment or something like that. Right. Like she'll I, I guarantee she'll be off on her own, uh, whether I like uh, not necessarily on her own, but like uh, either as part of the Young Avengers or um, or in a, on a mission for shield or sword or whatever. Um. But uh, and and like he'll be helping, but sort of from the back seat as opposed to to sort of leading, which he did in this one, um, because he's he wants to keep his family safe, right? Uh, especially that that end of the 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 series, like the the final episode, establishing that Laura Barton is actually uh, 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 Mockingbird, like that 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 those characters are the same and so it's like okay so she's like she's changed her name theoretically we don't have this confirmed but like you can kind of assume she's changed her name and she's she's given up the superhero gig like the shield agent superhero gig to 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 be a mother and and uh you know uh, keep the family safe and now it's time for him to also sort of put a lot of that to rest um um so this is the first i had no idea mockingbird uh yeah. is it because the watch is a mockingbird thing like did you know so, what that at the beginning yeah or? so the 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 watch on the flip side when she flips it over it's got the shield logo and then under it is the number 19 mm-hmm. um and uh, uh mockingbird what what's i can't remember right now what's mockingbird's actual name curtis bobby morse Barbara morse yeah, uh, yeah. yeah bobby morse uh is is shield agent 19 um which is but like a like a marries- real deep cut but it's also like actually in history that she actually marries Clint Barton. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so that's like within line with. The, okay, cool. Yeah, and and, 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 it's, and divorces. Yeah, it's comics, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. so people get yeah, together yeah. and then they break apart, whether yeah. it's uh, a divorce or or uh, a deal with Mephisto, or you know, mm-hmm. there's lots of <laughs> yeah. there's lots of reasons why people forget that they love other people uh, in in the comic books. But um, but yeah, so so that it it was like okay, 
I uh, were were retconning that for sure. Um, it it's, from Agents of Shield. It's definitely Cause... pissed off a lot of fans of Agents of Shield because because <laughs> uh, that's a character from Shield. But um, yeah. And she did a great job in that show. And it's they never call her Mockingbird, though. They just call her Bobby yeah. Morse. So the, yeah. the, the name's yeah. still there. But um, yeah, it's, it is too bad because I, I, uh, I, I did like that, that actress, which was she did in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, uh, Adrian Padalecki, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's no D because I definitely read it as Padalecki as well, but it's Palicki. Oh, is it Palicki? Okay. I, yeah. I, that's because of Jensen. <laughs> I know. Not, yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's where my brain went. Uh, uh, yeah, you, I knew you, you meant they're the same. <laughs> yeah. Jared. Yeah, <laughs> interchangeable. I, I, you know, those supernatural boys. I, I, yeah. I so I don't know. Like, like I, I really enjoyed the show, but it's one of those ones where it's like, and especially because it's a Christmas themed story um it's one of those things where it's like I don't, i'm not really gonna go back and watch this it's funny because we were watching because crystal is so far behind she still hasn't watched um uh falcon and winter soldier i <laughs> i and and she was trying to because i wanted her caught up on um loki before spider-man so that the multiverse stuff had impact for her right um, so we were, we were actually watching, I was rewatching Hawkeye, obviously, cause I was watching it as it aired, but I was rewatching episodes of Hawkeye and we were kind of going back and forth, like do like a couple episodes of Loki and then a couple episodes of Hawkeye. So oh, weird. So I was like interspersing it with a, with like my third rewatch of, of Loki. Uh, and it was one of those things of like, oh man, Loki's so good. Loki is so good i i that it was like it's unfair to 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 have watched that while i was watching hawkeye because they're such different types of stories but uh but yeah it was it was it sort of like colored my my viewing of uh of hawkeye as i was like well this isn't having as much impact as other <laughs> stuff or Loki well, I, is like you know ruining the multiverse destroying it. yeah well i mean in that sense sure i but I liked Hawkeye, I think, better than Loki. Did you? Yeah, I love Hawkeye. Sorry, I I love Loki so much. Like that's, I I I do think that of the 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 Disney Plus series so far, the Loki is my favorite. Um, there's just so many things in that that they've done that they did. I can't believe that they did it. Whereas this one was. I think I th- I guess that's probably like the biggest thing with Hawkeye is that like yeah they did it. Right. It was very like, oh, we're going to set up these pieces. It's paint by numbers. We've got the tracksuit mafia. We've got Hawkeye. We've got uh, Kate Bishop, Lucky the Pizza Dog, the, the you know, uh, uh, bringing in grills, bringing in uh, Kingpin and, and uh, Echo. And stuff. like, it's like, OK, yeah, I see how when you're grabbing all these characters from the comics and these storylines that these things are inspired by and then you're adding in Endgame and and blah, blah, blah. It's like, OK, e- everything everything lines up exactly the way that I would have expected there. The only things that caught me off guard on this show was the, the, when he uses the, the pin particles, that arrow, that first oh, yeah. one, like when she shoot, <laughs> when, he, when she yeah. shoots the arrow and it's like, it's just a that normal arrow. And then he hits it with the pin particle and it, it giant man's the, the, the arrow. I was like, Oh wow. I did not see that one coming. Um, but everything else we either like we knew that Yelena was showing up 
right? We knew, I mean, like they telegraph Kingpin in the third or fourth episode when they have that flashback with, you know, uncle, right? It's like, that is like, people are like, oh, I don't know. It could be this. I was like, no, that's Kingpin. There's no way that that's not Kingpin. The question is whether or not it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, because, because we know who Echo is as a character, where that character, that she's getting her own series, all of that stuff. It was like, there's no way that we're doing that without Kingpin. And then, so especially like at the end of the series, when we get the, the gunshot as the camera pans away, it's like, yeah, no, I mean, like, he's fine. He's (laughs) fine because nobody, no, nobody, no death. First and foremost, TV rules. Like that's the trope. But it's the kingpin. You could shoot the kingpin in the face at point blank range. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. The, 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 the writers will find a way to bring him back because he's the kingpin, right? The cool thing about that, the, the surprising thing about kingpin in this was his costume, his outfit in, in, in the, oh, yeah. the, for the big fight, which is such a great reference. Um, and then the fact that he would... He was finally, it was finally the kingpin. He wasn't just, oh, okay. He wasn't he, just, okay. He wasn't just like a version of the kingpin, which is what I feel like D'Onofrio was doing in Daredevil of like, oh, this mm-hmm. is like the, the realistic version of the kingpin. No, no. The only thing this kingpin didn't do that the kingpin does in the comics, he his cane didn't shoot a laser out of it at some point, right? Like <laughs> other than that, if, he's like, if that's he's for like, next time. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we're definitely saving it. Like it's definitely, we're going to get it. Don't worry. It's going to happen. But um, that's well, more they, for like we, when he fights Spider-Man, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, but, we, but he's we got picking the up character. Yeah. He's got the cane. He's, she's picking up characters and throwing them through walls. He's getting hit by a car and not slowing down. Right. Like, yeah, no like that's, that's the kingpin. He's, there's no explanation for it. He doesn't have superpowers. He's not Brit. Like there's nothing. He's just the kingpin. That's it. He's just the kingpin. That's the explanation is that you just can't, you just can't put down the kingpin. It's impossible. Um, Which is just the thing about the character that I love that like, we never get explanations really. We never need explanations really. It's like, no, no, he can fight Spider-Man. Why? Cause he needs to, it's a Stan Leeism, right? It's like, well, cause it's a comic book. <laughs> Don't yep. worry about it. You know, sometimes, sometimes the characters just need to do what they do. Um, and, and I love that they, like they held true to that in a world where like it, you know, it could very much be like over explained. That's what the, that's what the amazing Spider-Man movies tried to do. Right. Like everything was like, if Kingpin showed up in that, there would have been a 45 minute scene explaining why he has the proportionate strength of a blah, blah, blah. And he's indestructible because of something. And, you know, it's like, and we see where that goes, you know, like the two movies to explain every little bit of everything about every character. And it's like, we don't need that actually just need cool fight scenes and great character moments and you like motivate their stuff. But we don't, I I don't need, you know, a star Trek sci-fi explanation for every, every character's ability to do whatever. So it was really cool to see Kingpin just smash stuff uh, and, and be as awesome as he is. Um, And for it to be Vincent D'Onofrio coming back to that character. Cause I was saying when I was watching it with Crystal, I was like, those, those, that the thing about D'Onofrio's Kingpin that I love and that will 
it's like his indelible mark on the character is when his lip quivers like when when he he has like that that rage that's like underneath the surface at all times but then every once in a while when somebody you know gets under his skin it starts to bubble up which is a a great aspect of the character in the comics of like he's always like calm and cool and collected until he's not sort of thing and and D'Onofrio has like that he just it's it always just feels like he's just he's right on the verge of picking somebody up and throwing them through a wall and we got to see a lot of that in this leading up to him picking somebody up and trying to throw her through a wall right um and yeah I just like his performance of that character is something that now every time every time I I uh I read a story with Kingpin from now on. I'll be, I'll be thinking of that in it. So having him back as that character is, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's awesome. Uh, uh, along with, with Charlie Cox's daredevil in no way home. Like the one, two punch of that in the same week was, was so amazing. good. It was <laughs> yeah. so good to like watch the, 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 the season finale of, of Hawkeye. And then t- like the next day, I uh, or kind of kind of it, it depends on how you how you gauge that because uh, I did stay up until midnight on the Tuesday, but <laughs> essentially you know within forty eight hours seeing Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, it was like okay, again like the pieces are set, all of the pieces are on the the table, they're set, and these characters are going to get to have another another awesome throwdown, um, and an even better one because it'll be official MCU and it'll have the 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 bigger budget behind it and yeah hopefully the yellow and red costume that's my only hope for daredevil is that when we get to see him again because we've seen him in the 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 red and Uh, sort of the black and red i want to see him in the yellow and red i think we've moved past that no i i the 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 timeline of like the the costumes in the comics doesn't mean anything to how they're debuted no i just mean um sorry i meant um just in terms of like he doesn't need another costume He's established himself as a dark character, so I don't think they're going to go to a go to a, a bright yellow costume. I don't think it'll be bright yellow. I think that they would go with like a gold, like sort of a gold and maroon color scheme. But but I I just if, want if I want to see reference to it. If anything, they'll bring it back, kind of as a joke, because that seems to be what they're doing with a lot of the like you know when Wanda and Vision were in their Halloween yeah. costumes. I think they could probably do it and be like, ha oh, wouldn't this be funny if he wore this? And they did that in Hawkeye as well when Kate right, was drawing yeah. a, with the a costume. Yeah. Forehead. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the winks. Uh, yeah. Like a hawk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Let's jump into our favorite moments. Uh, Curtis, you want to go first? Oh boy. There are a lot of moments that I think were so great. Uh, that fight with the Kingpin, I think has to be up there in one of the greatest moments of this show for sure with Kate, um, Kate and, and, and Kingpin. Uh, I also really loved, um, oh man, how do I boil it down? I love any scene where Hawkeye was with his family, actually, because mm-hmm. he is a character where, uh, like none of the other superheroes have a family like this. So this, he's the only guy in the MCU that gets to, you know, have a family dinner at a restaurant and talk about Christmas movies and stuff. So like those scenes when he's interacting with his kid, the kids were, were so great. And 
it made it even more important, you know, that he try to get home for the holidays. Um, so I loved, I love the family moments. Um, and I love any scene with Vera Farmiga because I think she's just fantastic. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers and, uh, <laughs> and she, to have her in there and like, yeah, like you said, she's, she's typecast. So, you know, she's going to be a villain. She always plays the same sort of character. Um, and so I was happy to, even though, you know, the twist was, you saw that coming. I was like, I was, I was glad to see that. <laughs> it was really a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, that's probably an, enough favorite moments for me. How about you, Amanda? So I feel like for the last few, uh, times that we've done this, Curtis and I sort of hit on similar favorites. Um, okay. I don't have, I mean, the action is, the action is awesome, but like you were saying, Curtis, the thing that I think sets Hawkeye apart is his relationship with his family. Yeah. And that's underpinning so much of, of what, of what happens. And for me, I absolutely love that everything he do, he does everything he do his, uh, his family supports him in it. Like, yeah. and, and for me, I, I have such fond memories with Christmas. Like I've, I've, I had a great family relationship growing up and Christmas is a family holiday for me. And so throughout this, just it being placed at Christmas and that adding an extra stakes for somebody like myself, where the holidays are quite, um, they, they really are about family and they're about being together. I, that added tension really meant something to me, which I absolutely loved. Like it's very poignant and that constantly, no matter what, even though he promised his, his daughter that he'd be back you sort of are okay even if he was going to break it because they knew like you would be okay with it and for me i the relationship that he has with his wife linda cardellini what what's her actual <laughs> i forget what her like Laura. character name is alora um that he actually like can treat her like an equal and she understands who he is and never makes him feel guilty about doing what makes him who he is. And I think that that's a really, really rare. And if anybody knows me from listening to Thunderquack podcast, you know that the thing that I absolutely love the most in superheroes is I love um, Superman. And that is because of his relationship with Lois Lane. I think that when you have people that see each other for exactly who they are, it makes everything about that character better. And I got real vibes from that couple that really was it he couldn't be who he needs to be without her nice. because, and, and I just, I really loved that. So, so that for me to be able to see that in this show um, was meant something, especially in contrast to, I know Kate dealing with all the stuff that she's dealing with, with her family throughout it. It was a good, um, it was sort of a good, a good contrast. So that, that's my favorite. That's my favorite moments. Yeah. It was definitely nice that they didn't like do the, the usual superhero uh, TV show trope of putting the yep. hat on the hat of like, Oh, there's a person and they're, they're going to try and kill me. Oh. And also my whole family's mad at me because of this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It's like, like, yeah. yeah. Like those it's stakes so always feel so unnecessary. And it's like, well, yeah. that's not like, that's not what we're here for. Right. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not watching a superhero show to listen to, you know, I, I, the, the, 
I don't, uh, uh, Jill Taylor from Home Improvement nagged the superhero, right? Like, because that's, I, I always, I hate that. Solid 90s reference there, Mike. Good job. <laughs> it's just, I hate that character. I hate that character. The only time that I'm okay with that character is in The Simpsons. Because I, I, because they played as a joke with Marge that like she does that like mm-hmm. she's, and like they 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 acknowledge the fact that she's constantly like, you know, I, I, I nagging on them for anything fun that they ever want to do. But like I hate it when it's in in uh, it, quiver. Uh, it's not quiver. Arrow was a great example because mm-hmm. Felicity right, for yeah. several seasons was like you have to choose between me and being a superhero and it's like well it the show is about the green arrow so uh (laughs) get on board or get out like that it uh it it just it creates unnecessary drama it's just a contrivance to keep the 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 pressure on for the character um and always have this conflict going outside of whatever you know the bad guy is and it's like how about um, how about we how about we fight the bad guys? So I, 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 I also loved that. I loved that that every time he checked in with her, I I was always like on pins and needles, like, oh my god, is yeah. this gonna be the scene where she loses it on him? Gets and for her him. to yeah, be like exactly. though there's a turning point because there's the one where she calls and she starts talking in I can't remember what is it Russian or something like that? I can't remember, but they she starts talking to him in another language. And and uh, and he's speaking back to her in English, and and the kids are like, "Oh, it's work stuff. He's dad, dad's not coming home." <laughs> it was just like it was like the dynamic of her being like, and that that was when you started to clue in of like, "Oh, I think the watch might belong to her." Um, that's because, what, and that's what made the watch so important at the end. Yeah, it's not just for yeah. the big reveal of Mockingbird, is but we then realize, oh, she completely understands what Hawkeye yeah. is going through right now yeah she's not just a good wife that's you know it's not just it's not just his like i if it were if it were oh my god this is this is uh i don't know pick pick some other random shield character uh that that's uh it's like alan quarterman yeah sure Uh, (laughs) and 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 hawkeye's gotta do this in order to keep that person safe and it's it's like oh okay, uh, and we're setting up some other story that's going to come later. Yeah, and for her to be like, well, okay, I understand that you have to keep your friends safe. It was one thing, but but it's but it's so much better that it was like, oh, like no, she's like she gets it because not only has she done the job, but also like like he's actually one of the reasons he's still out there doing this is because she's in danger and so are their kids right like as long as that's out there i i it can be traced back to them so um so yeah it's like he's actually and they make the joke about it at the end of like you got to keep better track of your things it's like he's also (laughs) he's also kind of cleaning up her mess it's like well i don't understand why the watch was at the avengers compound let's not ask that question but i but it was you know i i but yeah, it, it's a, I, I really liked it. I, I liked that turn and that established it's good. Cause it goes back and now retroactively changes the scenes from before. Like when they show up at the farmhouse with the other Avengers, it's like, Oh, no wonder she didn't like flip out. Like, like, what are you doing? Bringing, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. Brought the Hulk into our house. And it's like, <laughs> no, she gets it. She's, she's been a part of that world. So she understands that that he wouldn't do it if it wasn't 
necessary, right? Um, so yeah, I, I like that. I like that they that they sort of reinforced that part of the character there. Um, but you know, I'm gonna say other than the kingpin fight, which I absolutely loved, all of the scenes with kingpin in the final episode. Um, my my favorite stuff was actually the stuff with Jack Duquesne. And I know that I am in the minority on that. I know that I am no. so deep in the minority on that. I loved that character. I'm not putting him forward as an MVP because I don't think that he deserves that honor. Because it's like he's really not important to the story. He's like a plot point and a and comedic relief. But I just like, I don't know what it, there's just something really charming about Tony Dalton's performance as this character. And I love the, the absurdity of like, okay, we're doing a Hawkeye show. So let's bring the swordsman in. How are we going to do that? The character is stupid. Are we going to do something cool? Like we did with crossbones where it's like, Oh, we, we turn him into, cause crossbones is like an over the top. Like, okay, okay. He's called crossbones because he's got the skull and crossbones. And it's like, okay guys, we get it. He's a bad guy. Right. Swordsman is yeah. kind of along the same lines of like, so what's his deal? Uh, he's a sword man. Oh, okay. Do you want to explain that some more? Nope. That's it. He has swords. He really likes them. It's sometimes, sometimes he's a bad guy. Usually he's a bad guy. Sometimes, sometimes he might work it's, it's with no more ridiculous. You know, be an anti-hero, but yeah, it's no more ridiculous than Hawkeye, except Hawkeye wasn't no, called Archer. Yeah. It, it's just, they're, um, they're supposed to be the kind of the antithesis of each other. Yeah, for sure. And and so them them bringing him in in this way and using him as the red herring uh, uh, to sort of distract us or try and distract us from Vera Farmiga. It was like it was very clear to me from like the third episode of like, oh, this guy is this guy's a dope. Right. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a real dingus. And then the payoff in the final episode when he shows up and he's wearing the sword, it's like wearing a sword. You know, you've just been. I, I accused of murdering your uncle with a sword and you show up to a party wearing a sword. It's real bold. Um, and I love that. I, I thought that was so great. And then he shows up at the bot at like, uh, I, you know, uh, in the, in the square, right. In the Rockefeller center, uh, fighting guys with the sword. And it's like, and we're just like, we're just cool with it because it's the MCU and, and, Honestly, this isn't the weirdest thing happening right now, right? <laughs> like, like there's others. It's like when the LARPers go do their costume change and come back out and then everybody listens to them. I loved the, like the MCU meta commentary of like, yeah, in a world where Thor exists, I, I, a cop and a, you know, like a, I, like a, an EMT, like, like these people who are like first responders, they have training. They know what they're doing. They know how to do crowd control and stuff like that, but no <laughs> yeah. one's listening to them. And then they put on ridiculous <laughs> outfits and people are like, I don't know, maybe they're as guardian. I'm going to listen. Right. <laughs> cause, cause what you have to remember is that on earth at this time, there is a town of Asgardians. That's right. a thing that happens yeah. and that people are probably somewhat aware of. They might not understand the details of it, but like there are Asgardians on Earth right now in the story. And so when they show up in their LARP gear, it's like people are just going like, oh, they must be superheroes too. Right. And it's like, that's the, 
it's like the the comic book commentary of like oh the cops aren't good enough in this world anymore because we've got superheroes to to direct traffic um, you i like the larpers i like the larpers um in this show because that was the missing link between um between swordsman and hawkeye and the the yeah. origin story of hawkeye is that he he grew up in the circus is where he became a master archer and he was trained by swordsman the swordsman who was also in the circus but you know in this modern setting trying to update the origin stories and stuff it's like circus traveling circuses are are just not a thing and yeah. they're also kind of corny so we're so we're going to take that out but we're still going to give um we're still going to give uh, uh Jack Duquesne that aspect by placing him with these larpers the, yeah. this this is his carnival that he's going so this is kind of his origin story he's now going to kind of come into his own i think and hopefully they'll bring him back and he'll be a full-fledged yeah. something it's, yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like i i don't understand why they're not telling us that there's going to be a season two when it feels like they very clearly left us with characters at a point where it's like okay so i so we're gonna see more of this in season two right like like the bombshell thing right like of like setting up that like she's got like it's that character she's got the the bombshell name printed on the the bag and it's like is that just an easter egg or are you setting something up right are you establishing right. something um so i don't Wouldn't i don't know when we'll see those. Be... yeah yeah. I I I think that actually these characters are set up really nicely to show up in Young Avengers. Like I think cuz Young Avengers will theoretically take place in New York and Kate might actually end up being I I think that like Kate and and uh and and um and Oh, Cassie, Jack Duquesne could uh could train Kate. Yeah, they definitely they get a better that, relationship. Could, that could end up yeah. Um but I think that Kate and and Cassie I I I Ant-Man's daughter uh, could end up being like the, the older members of the young Avengers, depending on, on sort of how they bring in some of those other characters. Um, Yeah. But uh, cause when we look at like uh, uh, at the, the twins, I I can't remember any names today. Yeah. From one division. It's like Wiccan (laughs) and speed. Wiccan and speed. Yeah. They're much younger. Right. Um, and, and Miss Marvel is also going to be younger. And, and so it's like, I, when we look back at everybody who's been established, kid Loki, all of that stuff, it's like, it's like there, a lot of them are skewing significantly younger than Kate, who's in her twenties. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Cassie Lang, who, I uh, by the time that we get to young Avengers, I think, I think we'll probably also be, you know, uh, uh, late teens uh if not 20s uh like early early 20s so um yeah like like i i i i do think that they're setting up kate as like as sort leader. of one of the leaders of of the young avengers um that'd be cool but uh yeah i Big. cool A- mvp i i you guys give, give, give me some nominations who's who's mvp on this one Oh, well, um, we haven't really talked about Yelena at all. Yeah. You, oh, one of my, oh, one of my favorite moments in this, I forgot to say is, is the snap in this. 
uh, seeing yes. Yelena blip out and then oh, blip yeah. right back in was a different aspect yeah. of the blip that we haven't seen before. It was very, very cool. So awesome. Yeah. And that 100%. whole scene with the whole scene with her um, with uh, in, in that family's house and looking for her sister. It, it, I, I really appreciated the just the reframing of the Black Widow movie now uh, of, yeah. of just getting her perspective a little bit more and i want to go back i need to go back and watch black widow with that in mind to see if uh, i like that movie better <laughs> i think it's gonna I, take I a mean, little I, bit more for like... me but, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> that's fair I, I mean i do think that she's definitely worth nominating as the mvp i think that she was she made the the latter bit really cool for me i mean i love maya lopez's character as well i thought that that was awesome but she was more like consistent throughout the show yeah. whereas i think yelena was like the special guest <laughs> character yeah i liked yeah i i i do think i think it's yelena for me as well uh, and the only reason i say that is because uh, uh maya is getting her own show so it's right, like so. i i think that we'll have a lot more opportunity to talk and not that well, i mean we're gonna see a lot more of yelena as well i don't I don't think that that's the last we're going to see of that character um, by any stretch of the imagination. But, but I do think that Florence Pugh just absolutely steals every scene that she's in. Um, every, everything that she does is fantastic. Like the macaroni and cheese, the hot sauce when she leaves, oh, so and she just kind of, so she just kind of goes on and she's like, and by the way, like, don't get in my way again or I'll have to kill you. Yeah, and then she yeah. just jumps backwards out the window and it's like very black widow esque stuff. And, um, and the, the, when, when Kate hits all the buttons and she's just like, Oh, that's so annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so good. There's just so, so many good. things. And, and like the, I just love like the begrudging respect with Kate of like, uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, Oh, it was, like you, 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 you're pretty good. Like that was, it was a pretty good fight. It was a pretty good fight. <laughs> and it's, I, uh, I, yeah, I just think like they, she just has a lot of fun with the character. It's what it did. And what I said to Crystal when we were watching, it was like, this, is, like, this just reinforces for me that they screwed up black widow by introducing those other characters, like by, yeah. by making it and by not making it a, a Disney plus show, by making it a movie and not giving us more time with the two of them with Scarlett Johansson mm -hmm. and Florence Pugh together um because that to me is the strongest part of that movie and i love that some of that dynamic is getting carried through into this appearance as well um and and i i don't know i guess my only gripe with with yelena's arc in this is that the the stuff with clint is almost like it almost takes too long to resolve like it's kind of like like they wanted them to yeah. fight so it's like there's a bit of a fight but he's not really fighting and i just feel like i really feel like like if he knew what to do that he would have just done it like right from the beginning of the fight um and that i didn't i didn't like that you know he was she was there to kill him and he was almost like it felt at moments like he was kind of okay with it and it's like that's not but that's not where clint is supposed to be at this point right that's where he was during the snap right when his family was gone it he like ronin very much would have been like just kill me right 
but his family's back. He has something to live for, and he has, and he also he can't waste it because, uh, because uh, uh, Natasha sacrificed herself to save the the universe, right? To save everybody, but very specifically, so because Hawkeye had someone to go home to, right? So, yeah, and she didn't feel that way. I kind of wonder if it got drawn out because people made such a big stink about the fact that Tony got a big funeral, but Black Widow got nothing. So like they're kind of overcompensating in a way mm. yeah, I for, see that. for Black Widow. Yeah. I, yeah. That That's, that's a fair point. I think that that's possible. Um, I just think that like you put characters together and it's like, Oh, we gotta, there it's a comic book thing. We gotta see them fight. So they, yeah. they had to, it couldn't just be like a one, two thing, but but, I'm but also, big... there's... sorry, go go ahead. Yeah, it shows also that you know her the way she the way she shows her feelings is through her aggression as well. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of part of her character, and so to have she like she has to start out fighting because that's kind of how she's been brainwashed to deal with her problems. Um, and so I think I think the fight makes sense, but then yeah, yeah they move past it, which is fine, which is good. Um. I'm I'm also just going to really quickly throw in the character William Lopez uh just by virtue of the fact that he's uh performed by uh Zahn McLarnon who uh, I just want to call out because anytime that actor shows up in anything he's always great. He's always great. And he he, show, he shows up he's one of those character actors. He's in he's in a million things, but I just recently watched him in Doctor Sleep. He's he's uh his character's name is Crow Daddy in Doctor Sleep. <laughs> and nice. uh Doctor Sleep is an awesome movie, by the way. Which I never thought That's, I would say. Is that Ewan say. McGregor? It's Ewan McGregor and it's the yeah, it's yeah. the sequel to The Shining. Which like The what? Shining is one of those movies that doesn't need a sequel. It's like, no, leave that yeah. alone. But yeah. um but it's written and directed by by Mike Flanagan, who does the he did the haunting series and Midnight Mass on uh on netflix and i and like he's he's like a master of suspense and horror so like he's he's got the chops for it but like they they create like a really cool world building off of the things that were established in the shining um and and that character like that he's he's uh uh zon mclarnon as crow daddy is one of the bad guys and uh and he's he's fantastic in that and it's just he's like I said, he's one of those actors that anytime he shows up, it's always like, oh, cool. He's in this. Right. And but it's also one of those actors that like nobody knows his name. So um, I just wanted to call that out. I just wanted to be like, I love this guy. He's great. Seek out movies that he's in because uh, because he's fantastic. Um, huh. uh, but yeah, I. I th- I think I think we're all in agreement that it's Yelena that Yelena's the MVP. Um, Either that or um, or Kingpin himself. Or yeah. Kingpin. I it's, it's just too easy. It's just too easy with Kingpin. You know. <laughs> yep. And he's only in one episode. I don't know. It's not a. It's it's not quite enough to be an MVP. He doesn't. It's cool that he's in it, but he doesn't make the show for me. Um, but I think that if if. Um, if Yelena didn't show up, I think the the dynamic with with Kate Bishop would be less for it. Um, I don't think that I would be as in love with that character if if we didn't have the two of them 
like the promise of what that's bringing in the future like that to me yeah. is yeah is is the big thing there uh cool okay so are, are we good are we good mvp is is i think we're good Yelena? cool sure uh the post credits we already talked this to death i don't it does does anybody have anything <laughs> else to true. say about the rogers the musical? <laughs> no <laughs> no um, yeah uh okay uh then we're on to recommended reading what do you got for us curtis uh, well, you've already mentioned kind of the obvious one. The The show draws huge inspiration from the Hawkeye series from 2012 by Matt Fraction and David Aha. And uh, the first trade is called My Life as a Weapon. Um, this is where we get the tracksuit mafia. This is where we get Lucky Pizza Dog. This is this is the kind of the, uh, I can't, is it the first meeting between the two Hawkeyes? I can't remember. But um, it's not Kate Bishop's origin story. She's already established uh, yeah. as a hero in the comics by this point but it's just a like you said it's, it's a great great well done modern comic that that takes kind of the the conventions of superhero comics and and plays with them a lot so it's not your typical typical book uh, if you do want to read the origins of of kate bishop then you can check out young avengers by alan heinberg and jim chung and there's also another run by kieran gillen that has a good story with her um Kelly Thompson has written a good Kate Bishop Hawkeye story called Anchor Points. And if you want to know about more about Ronan, because they didn't actually really touch about much about Ronan's actual history or his like what what Hawkeye was up to during Ronan times, but uh, the Ronan character. Oh, uh, here's a little tidbit. I don't know if you want to call this a spoiler, but Maya um, or Echo is the she was Ronan before Hawkeye was Ronan. They're both Ronin. Um, so I don't know if that's going to come up in the next show or not, but you can read both of their stories in New Avengers by Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch. And if you want a good Echo story, her first story is in a, in a book, a uh, Daredevil book called Parts of a Whole by Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack and Joe Quesada. And so those are, all, uh, those are all excellent stories. There's not a dud in, in a lot of them. Yeah, it's not it's not like some of the previous ones where we've been like, they, here's some recommended reading for the Eternals. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but you know, like if you want to, this is that's yeah. what's here. Uh, yeah, I have a weird, a weird thing. A weird thing to admit, I keep being really excited for the Eternals to come out this week on Disney Plus. Yeah. I like yep. really want to watch it again. I don't know. I why. do too, I actually. Like, I just, I, uh, I need to watch it again just to make yeah. sure that. It's everything I thought it was. <laughs> uh, or was Two more days. Uh, or yeah. wasn't. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just, you know what? With both both of the, the MCU films that have been disappointments this year for me, it's not that... It's not that they're bad. It's just that I think that they should have been Disney Plus shows, uh, both of them, right? For Fair. Black Widow Fair. and and Eternals, I think that those stories would have been much better served with a six hour runtime. Uh, yeah, like, like these. We were. almost and, got and, there you know, with Eternal. I honestly, <laughs> honestly, if if you if you didn't use Hawkeye as a launching point for all of these characters, and you just boiled it down to the Kate Hawkeye story. I think it would make a better movie than either of those. Yeah. I like if you just really focused it in on, on the Ronin tracksuit mafia and like no echo, no Kingpin, no, uh, no Yelena stuff. If you just focused it in on this girl that wants to be Hawkeye, that gets herself into hot water and then he's got to help her get out of it. 
if if and the Jack Duquesne stuff, like if you just did that, two hours, maybe two fifteen, you could you could do that story and it would still be good. It, it would still work. I think that this one gets the extra runtime because we spend all this time going into establishing. Uh, backstory for for echo and and uh you know yeah. uh, uh, weaving uh ronin and and kingpin and everything into that um so so we get a lot more there by virtue of that but um and then uh, extra stuff with elena like the opening that one episode and stuff that that brings it up to to six episodes but um which is, is funny because it's like it's one of those things where i think most of the time we're like yeah no it would be better if we got more time with this and i'm like actually I think you could do a real nice, a real tight two hours with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop in a movie, and it would be good. It would be a really good movie. Um, but uh, I, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Eternals, uh, it, it is what it is. I think Eternals will be better on Disney Plus when you can pause it and come back later. Um, you're, not, you're not trapped in a movie theater, um, and you can kind of just, just treat it uh as as episodes almost um but uh because i'll i will probably rewatch it because i've only seen it the once i uh but i'll probably watch it in chunks i won't i won't you know sit down and do the whole the whole thing all at once um and i'm interested to see what like deleted scenes and stuff are included because they've shown a few things that there's a deleted scene online right now um and it's one of those ones where you, sometimes deleted scenes, there's two types, right? There's the ones where you're like, oh, man, why wasn't this in the movie? That's rad. And they're like, yeah, well, we just messed with the pacing. And then there are other ones where you're like, nope, yep, I totally get why they cut this one out of the movie. The deleted scene, there's a deleted scene that they released with uh, with Dane and Sprite in the museum early on in the movie. Mm. And it's very much like. Oh yeah, you didn't get the performance out of either of these actors that you needed in order for this to be in the movie. I get it. I get it. It's fine. <laughs> we didn't need this. Um, it's just it's it's and it's a scene of pure exposition. So I I yeah. Anyways, um, I will probably have more to say about stuff like that when we come back, which will be I don't know when we, they have not announced. Right. Watch watch yeah. what'll happen. Watch what happens because Eternal is gonna come out on Disney plus but on Wednesday, right? Uh, yeah. This is going to go up on Tuesday. Uh, and then they'll announce when the next, when She-Hulk is coming out or something. On Thursday, they'll be like, here's the premiere date for Echo or She-Hulk or uh, Miss Marvel <laughs> yeah. or whatever is coming next. And we'll look really silly. So I, uh, <laughs> we're caught up, I think is the important part of this is that like, this is the point where if we were going to, we would go back and, start at the beginning again i i and i i do all of the stuff that we're missing we're not gonna do that i don't think but uh uh anytime soon but um yeah so i don't know i don't know do you guys want to you guys want to place some bets on what you think will be next i mean obviously the next movie is multiverse of madness but that's not until may you think we're gonna get disney plus series between now and multiverse of madness oh I sure hope so. I mean, they've got a lot on the on the docket. They gotta um, put something out. People can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need more content. <laughs> uh but we've I got Book like of Boba Fett. We we got Book of Boba Fett going oh, yeah, right now fair. and then Obi Wan, which they haven't announced the start for yet, but I think it's gonna be March. Um so yeah. Really? You think yeah. it's gonna be that soon? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, they're already filming it? 
Uh, oh, they're done. They've been finished they're filming already done. Kenobi. Okay. Yeah, Obi-Wan oh, wow. Kenobi for like, I don't know, for months. Um, um, well, in that case, uh, they could squeeze two shows in between, right? Oh, no, I could. Yeah. One, two, three. No, they'll squeeze. They could do one show in between then, probably. So I'm going to guess Moon Knight. That's what, yeah. I my my money's on Moon Knight as well. Uh, from but that would be mid January. It would have to start like if if Obi Wan will start in March because they're not going to overlap them. They never do. Yeah, it would have to start like in, as soon as Boba Fett ends, which means they they're going to need to announce that. I like, don't right think away. they're going to do another Star Wars so close to Boba Fett. I think that they're going to space it out. I think that they've done maybe they'd the save it, like the premiere episode for Star Wars Celebration or something. Oh yeah, that's my bet. Is that oh, that that's my bet now, Curtis? That you sold it for me, or just before? <laughs> but it'll be see, somewhere around Star Wars Celebration for sure. No, see, I, this is this is where is you guys aren't Star Wars, uh, uh, hardcore Star Wars nerds for for I this guess sort not. of stuff. This uh, at this specific level, uh, Bad Batch will be May the fourth, so. Uh, they're not gonna and and uh, there is an off chance that they hold obi-wan until later in the year i don't think that they will because we also have andor coming later this year so Mm. i i we're gonna this i know this is a marvel podcast but this is important because disney plus schedules all of their (laughs) stuff together they consider star wars and marvel like sort of the same thing um, in terms of scheduling this, but stuff they have there. so many shows coming out in 2022 that yeah. they're going to have to overlap. Then oh, they've got to do so many. We are literally going to get an announcement this week once this podcast comes out. You guys, there's yeah. no way that yeah. it's not ba- gonna... bad. Batch, bad batch will overlap with something Marvel that I'm not like because it's animated. But bad batch will not overlap with another Star Wars. So my guess oh, right. is that within the next two weeks, we're going to get. Um, I, uh, how many episodes of Boba Fett do we have left? Three? Or, no, we've got a lot. Four, like two four? episodes how in. Is it? Oh my god, there's yeah, seven episodes. episodes we've got five episodes left. Um, oh wow. I think that we're going to get an announcement and maybe a teaser trailer for Obi-Wan that's like, hey, when Boba Fett finishes, I, I, unless, You're like, depending get on how many episodes Moon Knight is, if Moon Knight is six episodes and they do a two-episode premiere, they could very well oh, do... Yeah. do Boba Fett finishes in February, right? Moon Knight picks up because of all of the stuff in the sizzle reel. Moon Knight and Miss Marvel are the ones that showed the most. And actually, Moon Knight showed a lot. It showed a lot of of what that show is actually going to be. Um, so we, I think we'll see Moon Knight and then Moon Knight will lead right into Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan will end I uh, because uh, I think uh, Obi Wan I don't think is as long. I think Obi Wan might only be like four episodes. Um, oh really? I have yeah. to say that on the Disney Plus website, the only things incoming soon are Eternals, a bunch of animated stuff, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Like yeah, when well, it they, actually yeah. oh and Willow. But it, there's only like six things on there. Oh no, Obi Wan Kenobi. So is I six feel episodes. like. Obi Wan Kenobi. I know, but but I'm trying to say that yeah. I think you're right. I think Obi Wan Kenobi is coming way sooner than I thought it was. I thought it was going to become. I thought She Hulk was for sure going to come before Obi Wan Kenobi, but I don't think it will because they've already listed it in the what's coming up. Yeah, I see. I, I gotcha. So at the coming soon. Moon Moon Knight could absolutely. It would be fantastic if if Moon Knight premieres February 
16th the week of valentine's i uh, it's it's a weird one to premiere it's it's just i think that would be funny <laughs> uh, i i but i as soon as we can get oscar isaac back on this any screen any size screen uh i'll be happy uh and then let's say that that's six episodes that goes one two well i'm i'm saying two double uh, like a, a two episode premiere like they did with hawkeye so one two and then three four Five, this is fun speculative six. fiction right now. <laughs> March March twenty third is Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm gonna call it right now. March twenty third or thirtieth is Obi Wan Kenobi, because then that gives okay. us one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there's more than enough time for them to get. And May the fourth is a Wednesday. Oh. We'll get an episode of Bad Batch on May the fourth, followed by another episode of Bad Batch on on the sixth. So that's what they did last year. I'll bet you anything that they do it again where they give us two episodes in the first week. Uh, yeah. That actually that actually fits perfectly. So that's what they're doing. Whether it's Moon Knight or not, it doesn't like there's a Marvel show coming in February that they have not announced yet. It's it's either it has She-Hulk to be Marvel or instead of it has to be Marvel instead of Star Wars cuz they've got two yeah. they've got the Star Wars stuff sandwiching it. So Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Watch it be some obscure show that we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> They're going to be like season two of the mighty ducks. Um, no, they, they, they only yeah. just started filming that because the whole Emilio Estevez thing. And he was, he refused to get a COVID vaccine. So they wrote him out of the show. Oh man. What? I don't know if we talked about that on thunder quack or not. Emilio, we did not. I would have remembered. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I geez. yeah, I think I talked to Crystal about it. I think because I was like, I can't because we really liked it. Game Changers, Mighty Ducks, Game Changers was fantastic. It was a really really good show. It was fun. Yeah, um, yeah. for like for what it is like a family show, right? Yeah, for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I ended up it. It was actually is really smartly written, and I really love those characters, uh, a lot more than I thought that I would. But I, uh, uh, yeah, it was really funny. Of like, oh, ooh, Emilio, you are not the draw you think you are. You did not deliver the performance you think you did. It's like if Ralph Macchio, after the first two seasons of Cobra Kai, was like, I demand a bigger trailer. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you know, we can probably kill you off and still get away with this story. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Cobra Kai, best show on television. I, just was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it's like your mantra for the last month. Co- Cobra Kai season four. Better than Hawkeye. Better than Hawkeye. Co- Cobra Kai. What better, a way to end the Hawkeye podcast. Better than better than uh, 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 Rise of Skywalker. Wow. Whoa. Co- Cobra it Kai take is much. Cobra Kai is a better Star Wars sequel trilogy than the Star Wars sequel trilogy. And that so like, think- and I'm included. <laughs> like, I love The Force Awakens and Last Jedi, right? But Cobra yeah. Kai is like Cobra Kai is some of the best Star Wars that's been that's ever been made. Uh, and so if, you're, been, if you're hardcore Star Wars, you 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 know what I'm talking about. But go ahead, go ahead. I I haven't. This is a conversation for another podcast, probably. Yeah. But I have not been enjoying season four of Cobra Kai. Ooh. I've loved it up until this point, but this is. It just feels like it's spinning wheels. I don't oh, know. Yeah, that's and... a that's a, that's a long <laughs> conversation. That's a long conversation. Yep. For a time. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, it's the anime tournament arc, man. It's it, it's everything it's supposed to be. 
Uh, and it's set. The thing that you have to remember about season four of Cobra Kai is that it's 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 the middle of this the story. It's the end of oh, Act man. Two. It's not. They they kind of they kind of make it seem like it's the end. Like this is what everything has been building to. But it's a six season story, so it's actually the end of the middle. It's the end of The Empire Strikes Back. So, just, well, then I think that they got to some of their points too soon in the other seasons, and uh, then they had to backtrack into season. Well, one. season one and two, they didn't know. With both of those, it was like, are we going to get to make more of these? Season three was Netflix being like, we're going to give you guys a shot, and then it turned into a huge thing. So season yeah. four is the first time that they've ever been able to, because while they were shooting season four, they got the pickup for season five. So they knew uh, that like, okay, we've got at least one more season. And with how big it's been, they're definitely getting that makes their sense. sixth and final season. So then that's why they've had to pivot on a bunch of things to kind of yeah. push yeah. them back a little bit yeah. in order to allow more storytelling. So that's what has been frustrating years. Like guys, you were working together and now whatever, it's all ruined. Oh, did you think it was going to be easy? You thought that them coming together was going to then be easy? Oh, you, you just had oh, no, 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 no. expectations. No, no, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but they got rid of it like after the first episode. I was like, what? Come on. <laughs> oh, you Maybe um, I should watch Karate Kid. I've never seen it. so Yes, oh, you, boy, should, oh, watch, Come you on. should watch all four Karate Kid films and then watch Cobra Kai. Because cool. by the end of season six the next karate kid will also be important in this story. There's no way, there's no way, no way that we don't, that we, that we don't bring in some other characters. Uh, anyways, Cobra Kai is fantastic. That's the end of our Hawkeye episode. I, like we said, we have no idea what's next. Maybe we'll be back for moon Knight. Maybe miss Marvel, maybe she Hulk. Uh, maybe it'll be multiverse of madness. Maybe there's nothing else for the rest of the year until then. I find Whoa, that hard to believe. That would be sad. Yeah, it's a long wait. It's it's May. We've gotten so greedy for content because it just keeps coming to us. Yeah, <laughs> we just keep keep watching. I, I love it. I Book of Boba Fett also, by the way, is fantastic. Yes, I, it really and, is. And uh, uh, you can hear me over on uh, Star Wars Faster, More Intense, talking about that with Joe Hogan and uh, and Amanda and I will be back with a regular episode of the Thunder Quack Podcast next week. Uh, and Curtis, what are you doing over on Epic Marvel? What's the next, what's the next, uh, Epic Marvel on the docket? Uh, we're talking about some classic Jack, well, not Jack Kirby anymore. He left the book by this point. We're talking about some classic Stanley and Gene Cole and Captain America. Then we'll switch gears and head over to New Mutants to talk about the story that inspired the New Mutants movie that came out a few years ago. You forgot the word, unfortunately, in there somewhere. Unfortunately, yeah, it wasn't a great movie. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a shame because the New Mutants are great characters and there's some really great books in there. But uh, yep. yeah, 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 they definitely messed that one up. But hey, that's Fox with the X Men for you. <laughs> yeah, you can find that on Epic Marvel Podcast, um, epicmarvelpodcast.com. And uh, yeah, find it on your favorite podcast streaming app, probably the one you're using to listen to this very episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. 
And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.